No, no, you can't laugh. You ruined it. It's I wasn't. So I wasn't okay, done. Okay. Okay. Can uh, you say sprinkler and then do it? No, no. Sp- sprinkler. Welcome to the Deal Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. And I am Emilio. (laughs) (laughs) Caught me off guard here, dude. I've only been sitting here for 25 minutes getting prepped up. How could you, how could I possibly come up with something that Oh, it's never clever anyway. So. You're not used to going after me. We've only got two it, people here this week. No Nick, true. no Days. She's at a 49ers game. He's in California as well, visiting family. Yeah, yeah. So too busy to podcast. It's it's funny because uh, I'm starting to think of Nick more as a podcast mate than a family member. I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, he's visiting my family. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well, we're gonna have a rare episode where there's gonna be no Warhammer talk, no escape from Tarkov. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one, folks. Uh, when did I? Uh, it's not like I have to realize he's my nephew, but uh, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, when we were talking about how his mom, my mom, uh, met. It was a love with uh, love at first sight thing for her first husband, and that's her, his grandfather. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that." But yeah, he died in a car crash. Hmm. Yeah, when when my brother was two or something like that. Yep, my yeah. mom. Imagine, imagine your uh, your husband dies, and you have four kids, and you put them in a station wagon, and you drive them across the country to go back to your family so they can help you out jeez yeah hard shit man love is for love at first sight is kind of the opposite of love is blind i guess you could say i just realized that opposite i don't know if it's the opposite maybe that's my ham-fisted way of bringing up love is blind because i did (laughs) i finished and i watched the reunion show and i'm not going to get into it folks and i really didn't want to start off the episode like this but i just burst out laughing at one point and i just wanted to address that so is it the whole thing with Cole? No, no. Okay. I mean, that was... That was real shit, man. That guy got... I think he's realizing a lot of things about himself. He's 25. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, dude. The 25-year-olds... The 25 and the 26-year-olds yeah. were... Um, had no idea what they were doing. And then the girls were like, I don't usually date guys this young, but this yeah. seems different. And then it was like exactly what they were worried it was going to be. Because, you know, it's a 25, 26-year-old guy. The guys were very attractive this year. Um, not so much, I think. Yeah, sure. That one guy worked out, but uh, the one, the part one I guy to, worked out. <laughs> <laughs> the part I want to talk about was the at the reunion show. So Nancy, uh, who didn't end up getting together with the guy, she uh, she talked about the incidents, uh, the incident where the guy like was talking about how hot this other girl was. Right. And she was like, and you said she was a, a smoke house, a smoke <laughs> program. And I was like, lady, have you never heard the term smoke show? And like yeah. someone like politely jumped in and correct her. Oh, a smoke show. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. smoke program, <laughs> a smoke program. <laughs> so whenever I see a, a very beautiful woman, I'm just going to call her a smoke house or a smoke program now. <laughs> Smoke house. Uh, you know, it's funny is, uh, I don't, I watched, well, I listened to, I kind of podcast these cause mm. I put, I listen to them in my earbuds and I'm working, you know? Yeah. And it's funny cause I, I don't get to watch any of it. And then when Sam's watching it on TV, I might peek over and be like, Oh, that's how this all went down physically, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you don't have to watch. I don't have time to sit down and watch. It. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a lot of content. But let's get into the video games on the radar, games that have come to our attention recently. And the first one I'm going to kick it off with is Sonic Frontiers. It's um, a lot of people are excited about this game because it's an actually it's actually a good Sonic game. Mm-hmm. I guess they've had a lot of misses recently, and I haven't really been following the Sonic <sighs> games. I, I liked them back in the day. I remember uh, my friends got a sega genesis and sega back in the 90s was like an edgy cool thing gotta go fast sonic like they really marketed towards like the the gen x like like that uh kind of cool cool appeal the alternative yeah big boy yeah and um they did have like different games and it was really i I really love to go over to their house because they're my only friends with a sega genesis and we'd play all this stuff on there um 
so I played like all the early Sonics one through three, but and that Sonic Kart Racer game I thought was pretty good. Sonic mm-hmm. All Stars, um, but I haven't been playing any of the recent ones. But people are excited about this. I guess I was reading the reviews, and I mean it's it's a well. There's some technical problems that people are having trouble with, but a lot of people are really excited about the story, which I'm surprised. I guess they put a lot of effort into like creating a, a world and and telling a story and talking about like the origin of the chaos emeralds. And I, that doesn't really appeal to me, but I, I watched some gameplay too. And it looks like just classic Sonic, but upgraded in all the right ways, you Whoa. know, just really fast paced. Sonic was always very fast paced, especially compared to Mario back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, when I played it, people were talking about it. And then when I ever got my hands on the old Sonics, uh, I was like, yeah, you're going fast, but you have no agency in what you're doing. Like once you hit the bumper, it's kind of like a pin. You just, you know what I mean? It yeah, just, it, it's it kind of over. on rails. It, it's it on puts rails. You, if yeah. you hit a bumper, it sends you into a certain area, but there's a few key moments where you can react in, in the newer version of Sonic. You do have a lot more agency over your character. You can jump onto different uh, platforms and take different routes. And they're like these little narrow lines you run across and like one has a spike you have to jump over and the other has a bumper. So there's... I, I think they've improved the game quite a bit. It's no Yoku's Island Express. Is that right? Yoku? Yoku's Island Express. I haven't played that game. But oh, dude. Yeah, it's I know so you good. liked it a lot. Yeah. It was free on Epic a while ago. So mm. I, I do have it. But um, the game is $60. Like it's a it's a heavy, <laughs> it's a AAA big price point. 95% though. And what, 22,000? Is that, am I making that number up in my head? 5,000. 5,000. And 5, this is on PC. I imagine it's doing better on console. It seems more like a console game. It does, yeah. Yeah. So good I, for them. I'm glad, you know. Yeah. Glad that, you know, this might be a good uh, jumping off point. You craft a good story. You have some good gunplay so that now you could have Frontiers 2, Frontiers 3. Good for them. Yeah. Once you find something that works, you can just follow that through and keep making more of the good stuff. But yeah, that's it for me. Um, I got a tiny one. It's the smallest of DLCs. Uh, Walkabout Mini Golf has a uh, Mist map that's coming up, and it's based on the game Mist. So you're going to Mist Island, and you know has all the characteristic things. If you remember playing that game, um, and there's Mist. It's Misty. Uh, I'll buy every single one of their uh, DLCs. Um, they're worth it. They're like. Three bucks, I think, but you can buy like 10 for, I, I don't know, 12 bucks or something like that initially. Uh, yeah, two ninety nine. So, um, yeah, they're worth it. I mean, they, they're crafted, you know, they're, they're, these things aren't hastily thrown together. Um, and it's so much fun. Walkabout mini golf is the shit. I won't talk, I won't bore you, but it's probably the best VR experience. Just but it's not it'll... just VR. You don't need VR to play this, right? Yeah, but I've only played it in VR. Yeah. Okay. And everybody I've played it with has played it in VR. So I'm not sure how it plays in normal. Yeah, excuse me. Um, and then, Christian, you got something? Yeah. Uh, Stargate Timekeepers. So, you guys, I'm a pretty big Stargate fan. This is like the show I watched growing up. Lots of people watched... Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, or um, I don't know what else people watch, Buffy, uh, in my age group. But I was watching Stargate, traveling to far-off planets. Every episode has a neat little beginning, middle, and an end, and you learn something new about a planet. And then they put this through line in about uh, the Asgard aliens that helped us build spaceships, and the Gwauld, which are these little tiny sliver bugs that uh, make you evil. Uh, And this is uh, Stargate Timekeepers. So it's a turn-based tactics game, which I think is perfect for the the medium and the lore, because you usually have a group of four or or six people on an away team to a new planet. Lots of different environments to explore, and you have that background lore if they want to put in, like, an overarching uh, story. Uh, No details right now, but it is by Slytherin. Uh, and they make a couple games that I like. Uh, the Battlestar Galactica Deadlock game they uh, they produced. Uh, and that one was pretty fun. Had a lot of fun on that. Um, they also make a lot of Warhammer 40K type games. Damn, we, and, got, we almost made it, man. 
I mean, nothing. And uh, and they also are publishing that Starship Troopers game that's coming out, which is also, oh, yeah, yeah. or that did come out, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it did come out, yeah. Uh, which is, uh, uh, was this a turn-based tactics type game? It was, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was a, it, it was kind of like a wave survival RTS game, yeah. I believe. Yeah, this was the one so. that didn't look like it was going to come out. It was in development. They had a Steam oh, page forever. right. And then it just out of nowhere came out. 88%. Is somebody going to play this? Am I going to have yeah, to buy this? Yeah, maybe I should check How much this is out, it? yeah. Yeah, what's the price tag uh, on Star, Starship ooh. Troopers? Thirty dollars US. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It could be. It could be worth it. It looks like more company heroes. Your units are squads. What's that? Oh, I'll throw it on my wish list and wait for a sale. Yeah, I've I've kept an eye on it. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I bought into uh, Conan Unconquered and got that thirty dollars <laughs> price That's, point. We'll, we'll never. It's a wound. <laughs> yeah, the wound. It will, will never, never heal. heal. The wound will never heal. <laughs> I love that movie, though. I don't know if it holds up. I guess, I guess it, you know. Well, I watched it a couple months, uh, a year ago. I want to say about a year ago. Yeah. I, I watched it. I have to look at my letterboxed entry for it. But I loved that movie as a kid. That, yeah. that movie was like a game changer for me as a kid. I had the action figures. I got all into uh, like ancient Egypt and learning mm. about the, the pharaohs and the gods. But I rewatched it about a year ago and it's still pretty good. Like I see the flaws a little bit more, but it's still like a really good movie. It's a, it's kind of like a big epic movie. I realized I'm surprised it didn't have any sequels. It must've actually had sequels like direct to DVD or something. Yeah, it did. For it never, sure. it, it never had like a proper, like, like theater release sequel that I can recall. I, I saw that multiple times in the theater. I read the novelization of it. And if you've ever read a novelization of a movie, it's like the exact same as the movie, like there, like no differences, but just in like a, a literary format. It's not very good. <laughs> Did you, have you read the book itself? I don't think that there was originally a book. Oh yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's there like, is? yeah, this it's, um, sci-fi royalty. It's, Oh, it, okay. Yeah. It's out I oh. back in the, f- I never realized there was a book either. You guys never watched uh, even the newer TV shows. They had uh, Stargate Atlantis, where we go to another galaxy, and then Stargate Universe, where they're stuck on a ship with a Stargate on it, which came out maybe like five years ago. Did you no. dive into those at all? I mean, I may have like caught a little bit on the sci-fi channel, but I never got into it. I had a friend who really did. Did that have Richard Dean Anderson in it? Oh, yeah. For like t- <laughs> for like 12 seasons in the in the show, in the SG-1, yeah. 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 Yeah, never what watched was your show. epic show, Bobby, growing up. That I mean, mine was Next Generation. For oh, sure. TV show? Yeah, a TV show that you kind of grew up with. Um, I don't know. I watched a lot of TVs. I watched a lot of cartoons. Adolescent, even still, like 15, 16? Um, uh, if I could think about it more, I could probably think of something. But huh. I didn't get into No, dude, I would TV. run home to watch fucking... Uh, I, next generation i never missed it no i didn't watch any star trek until i got older mm. i i think the office was like the first big show for me i i would run home and watch maury povich <laughs> it was always on right after school <laughs> but uh yeah never been big on the tv uh before we move on to highlights we got a new patron right we yeah. do tattooed tear hey man he's got he's, he's got some tattoos He's he's buying the games. He's doing the Patreon. He's uh, just so you guys know what we do with the Patreon money. Uh, in case you're wondering, we throw a party at the end of the year. It's kind of what we do with all of the money. Like it all goes to DLG Con, um, and then we start all over again. So it's not like we're fucking. Well, we do other stuff too. I, I... Yeah, if we need anything. Well, yeah. I mean, we got to pay for the website and uh, the hosting and the right. domain name, with tax uh, license, the. Um... We have expenses. Yeah. Sometimes I send myself a free shirt. Got to pay for that sometimes. All the shirts are paid for out of there. But yeah, yeah, a lot of the money does go to just buying food and booze and um, making sure everyone has a good time at DLG Con. So if you join us for the next DLG Con, um, you can uh, share in the splendor. (laughs) Which is probably in San Diego. Yeah. Um, It's going to be a five-year. Five-year anniversary. All right. Time for highlights. (laughs) It is. Dude, you played how much Deep Rock Galactic, man? I was trying to get you to play something with me, and you're like, playing Deep Rock, you're playing Deep well, Rock. you should have come play Deep Rock with us. Well, man. you had a four-pack the whole oh, time. Oh, we did. We had room eventually. 
Yeah. So I played the new uh, season of Deep Rock Galactic called Plague Fall. They're really leaning into the um, the seasons now. Like it's got a name. It's got uh, uh, like a whole new look. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like a military spec look. Uh, all the new cosmetics. Um, there's some new gameplay changes. They've got this thing called Rock Pox uh, or Lithophage, and it's this infection that grows on the rocks and you randomly run across it. It's a, what they call a warning. So like when you play the maps, it can have like, um, you know, a Mactera swarm or a cave leech cluster. So there's like a whole bunch of those in there, low oxygen. Modifiers. Yeah, yeah, modifiers to the level. So this is another modifier. You can play these levels and it's got this rock infestation where you have to clear it. You have one... This is going to sound really simple, but it actually turned out to be a lot harder for people than <laughs> than, uh, than I thought it would be. But they dropped this uh, unit down, and it's got four guns. Two of them are foam guns, and two of them are vacuums. So okay. you have to spray everything, the infection with the foam gun, and then someone comes in and vacuums it up. And you have to do that to enough of this until it finally clears it out. So it's like the cleaning crew coming down. Um, what were those games? I'm actually doing exactly this at work right now, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, we're using a power... Oh, dude. Ugh. I don't even want to get into it. But we're power washing some shit that's very hard to get to. And uh, we can't leave the water there. So one guy's vacuuming, the other guy's spraying. And uh, it's like... A, it's like a giant dentist operation is what we have going on. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much what it is. Yeah. 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 So the first game that I played, I jumped in and these guys were kind of new. I could tell like, all right, whatever. I don't got any problem with green beards. I can carry this. And, uh, they were, they were handling one of these rock pox infestations and I started yanking out eggs. It was an egg hunt mission. And when you do that, it causes a mini swarm and they got mad at me for doing that. They're like, we're trying to clear this. Don't pull the eggs and call, call us for them. And I'm like, I think we can handle both. And then they kicked me out of the game. Wow. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and I was like, these guys are either they're very new or they're overreacting or something like, I'm pretty sure we could have handled both. But as I started playing more, well, I, I did start playing on Hazard 5, the hardest difficulty. Um, it did prove to be a little more challenging. I don't know. I think if the team focused on doing it, you could get it done pretty quick. But what will happen is the the infection will grow on like the other side of a wall. So the mm. driller needs to drill over there so you can just clean it out and get rid of it. But, but if if they don't realize that, then it, it, it's difficult to, um, you got to walk all the way around. You got to get the guns over there. Sometimes they're on like different levels vertically. So how do you move the guns around? It's just like any other carryable item. You just pick it up and oh. then you can throw it. Yeah. Uh, and so the mission type is to exterminate X amount of this stuff? No, that's the uh, secondary mission. It's just like a modification of the original mission. So you still have your main quest, but this is like another thing that you have to do. We uh -huh. had the most difficult run. I was playing with uh, Hector and Yonko, friends of the show, yeah. and some random Russian guy, because we were playing on like, uh, Nyanko was hosting, so you know his ping was probably better for um, Europeans. Yeah. And uh, this Russian guy is good. He's like level 600 and he knew what he was doing. Um, and But we were on the hardest, like a really hard mission where you have to kill these robots um, and you have this big boss fight at the end. It's, it's fairly new content. So we were doing that. Then we had three of these infestations to clear. And it was just, we... We were struggling through it, but we just ran out of ammo. Like mm. we took too long. It was tough. It was like a 40 minute, 45 minute game, maybe. Did you and get out? No, we lost at the very end. Oh. Yeah, we couldn't beat the boss. We just ran out of ammo. We're like, we run up and pickaxe this giant robot we got to kill. But it's kind of ironic that that's the one that you tell us the story about. You know, like that was, that was the, maybe the most fun one. Well, it was a, yeah, yeah, it was a fun run. It was yeah. just tough because it, it, um, that's what happens in the later levels. Like it doesn't matter how good of a player you are. If you aren't geared up enough, you're going to run out of ammo just because you can't kill the bugs fast enough. Mm. It just, or it takes too much ammo and too much time. So it was kind of a long, slow death, but it was still a good time, man. This, uh, this new update is pretty solid. They just had a, a couple patches, um, after it to fix all the, uh, the bugs. Every time they got a big update, there's always a few bugs. The other big thing about this patch or this season is new grenades. So they've got 
God, that game's grown so much. They've got three primary weapons you can unlock now, three secondary weapons you can unlock now for each class, by the way. And now there are four different types of grenades that each each class class has. And they're they're fun grenades. So the scout one I don't like. It's like an electrified boomerang. I'm not liking it. Uh, I like his freeze grenade better. But the... um, the driller, or I'm sorry, the engineer has a really cool one. Uh, when the robot update came out, like, I don't know, months ago, a year ago, uh, they had these things called shredders, these little tiny robots that are super annoying that fly around and they're like a swarm. You know, oh, the, the tiny yeah, yeah. enemies, they die really quick, but they're hard to hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the engineer has a grenade that just launches a bunch of those now. Oh, and when cool. he first threw it, I was like, oh my God, shredders. And I'm like shooting them. And it took me a little while to realize, oh, these are friendly. Ah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and the uh, uh, just real quick, the um, driller, he's got a grenade that is just like a buzzsaw that just runs around and just like goes up walls and over roofs. Does it, go, it, just, does it dig? Uh, it doesn't dig, no. It just buzzes around everywhere. Hmm. Uh, it's just like a log cutter that just runs around. And then the gunner, is, he's got this grenade that everybody is really fascinated with. It's a, a grenade that shoots bullets. <laughs> so... <laughs> You throw it out, and when it hits a surface, it just shoots bullets in like every direction, kind of like a shrapnel grenade, I suppose. But it creates this really cool pattern, almost. But that's yeah, cool. so yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't see that coming. New grenades, because that's obviously you think, okay, we need more guns for the player or for the classes. But the grenades, yeah, that mixes it up too. Yeah, the grenades, like they haven't touched those in a long, long time. I uh, and fun grenade is what they called my sister in high school. I don't know why. Uh, so I got a lot of stuff. It's you funny. Did. I felt like I didn't play shit because I played, I worked seven days this week, but, uh, I guess I have, you know, a couple things here. Um, I finally beat God of War. Um, I beat is a weird word for this game. Cause I think in order to actually beat it, you have to do the, uh, new game plus and get everything. Um, because, you know, I, I on my initial playthrough, I think I only did like eighty percent of the content. Even though, like, I did all the side quests uh, and stuff. There, you know, just the if you want to get every single power up and stuff. And I totally see the appeal, man. Like, I almost started right away. I almost started right away going like, oh, let me go get all that stuff I missed. And I was like, I can't, I can't be talking about God of War for the next year while I fucking hunt down all these little things. Um, but it's it's uh incredible that you know i wanted to continue playing it even though i felt like it was like god this game won't end and then I, it ends but it doesn't really like yeah, there's so much to do i haven't fought all the valkyries i'm gonna leave it alone i don't have the time but uh yeah super well-crafted game um you uh when you beat the game you you unlock two other realms uh that you get to go to and so i had to go see and i was like what is this that you get to go to two new areas and uh one of them is kind of like a wave survival so you can kind of practice and you get rewards and then actually i haven't done the other one so before i delete it i'll probably go check out the other one but yeah so much content so much uh also i played metal hellsinger which is free on uh xbox game pass and this is uh, very highly reviewed. Um, this is a uh, ten out of ten, ninety-seven percent. Uh, this is a rhythm shooter. So uh, we've talked about a few of them before, uh, and this is probably the highest rated one ever. Um, so a rhythm shooter is a game that well, some of them are on rails, but this one is not. This is completely free. You have complete control of your character. Um, and you, uh, fire on beat. And, um, the one, the thing that differentiates this from the other ones that I've played is, uh, a lot of times you have to shoot on beat all the time. You just, just like, every time there's a beat, it's like, doom, doom, doom. And you're like, and just, you know, you gotta be on beat. So you keep shooting. Uh, but this one, uh, as long as your shot is on beat, you're okay you don't have to keep firing bullets to to do every single beat um and that's refreshing because you can try different like the shotgun you could shoot it every fourth beat fifth beat and you'll still be on you'll still be getting all the points and uh the 
the damage modifiers uh, for it. Um, uh, just like Doom Eternal, uh, you kind of do a melee uh, destroying of of something, finishing move, a finishing move. Yeah, but um, the upside, the downside to it is you. It only activates if you're on beat with it. So you'll just if you're off beat, you'll spam the button and it will not work over and over and over. And I tried spamming it just like eventually I'll catch the beat, right? But nope, it just fucking. It will not let you. You cannot button smash. You have to fucking really, truly be on beat. And then, uh, but the upside to it is there's no, you don't have to run up to him and do, get in melee range. You'll fly over and you'll, you'll destroy him, um, with melee. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was a really good mechanic. Uh, my critique on the game is the music. Um, it's just not my cup of tea. A lot of it is death metal, you know, like raw, 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 kill everything, raw, 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 and it's just like, uh, yeah, cool, uh, <laughs> not really my thing, uh, but like it fits, you know, because you're in a hellish landscape yeah. killing demons. I wouldn't want anything else in there, but yeah, you have to be in the mood for that type of music. There seems to be two routes they go with these rhythm shooters. It's either metal or uh, like techno, uh, yeah, techno, yeah. like electronic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This video, um, well, it's showing some gameplay, but it's also showing the uh, devs talking about Yeah. <laughs> a little taste for you. Um, and I got to say, man, I'm not a fan of dudes with long hair and no beards. Like, if you're going to have long <laughs> hair, grow a beard, bro. Come on. Some people can't grow beards, man. Uh, then don't grow long hair. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of long hair, dude, your f- hair is four inches off of your head yeah, right now. Yeah, dude. I'm like Egon Spangler up. Okay, here, dude. <laughs> Look at your troll doll. What's going on ridiculous. here, man? It's just getting long and I, uh, I'm always like lazy about cutting my hair. Uh, yeah, it's gonna get taller, dude. I'm gonna look like fucking eraser head over here. Uh, okay. uh, talk about some survivors while I get another drink. Well, make it quick, man, because I do want to, uh, Yes, there is. Thank you. Egon Spangler, folks, on screen. <laughs> uh, and then Eraserhead, if you want to bring that up. Good old Jack Nance. Yeah, that's, there we go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Doing good. this podcast is such a lesson in culture for me. <laughs> you know, I get to learn all these people's names. Yep. All right. Now do Kid and Play with the high fade. Those are actually two people. No, not Kid and Play. Kid in... Okay, it was the 90s. Uh, so kid, the letter N, and then play. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, these are some whack hairstyles. So you're thinking of, uh, you know, doing something crazy upstairs? I don't, I don't think I could pull that off. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> you should watch House Party. Um, all right. Let's talk about Soulstone Survivors. So we talked about this game last week. Yeah, it was just last week I brought this up. I went off on this whole thing about the evolution of these vampire survivors clones and how they're now just starting to get really good. And there were two of them I was looking at, Soulstone Survivors and Army of Ruin. And Army of Ruin looked really good. The graphics looked better, but based on the description, it wasn't, it didn't have nearly as much as Soulstone Survivors. So I was actually talking with an old friend of the show, Fastidious, uh, who some of you may remember. And we were catching up, and in the midst of this, uh, we were playing some deep rock and catching up, in fact. And in the midst of this, he's like, dude, you got to check out this game, Soulstone Survivors. It's so good. And I was like, I was just talking about that last week. And uh, he ended up gifting this game to me. So thank you very much, man. That was awesome. The game is 10 bucks. It's totally worth it. But he gifted it to me. And um, it's amazing, man. Uh, Emilio is going to have to play it off of my account because he's been playing all these vampire survivors clones and he can tell me if it is as good as I think it is. But I played the original vampire survivors and went straight to this and it is just so much, not better. Like the first one was, um, given the, uh, means that the, uh, developer had like their capabilities, like it's perfectly acceptable, but this is like, you can say it's better. dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's better, but it's just like, I don't know. It's like a student film versus like mm-hmm. something that's more big budget. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really fair to compare the two, but this is really good. Um, 
it's just got a lot more going on. First of all, the graphics are a lot better. It looks like Risk of Rain 2 type graphics. So they're, they're pretty good, but not like AAA fantastic. But there's two areas where it's also a lot better. The um, I'd say the core gameplay loop, because you're doing a lot more than just moving your character around. So in Vampire Survivors, it's all about positioning. And eventually you just reach a point where you just go wherever and you just murder everything. Um, in this one, you have abilities. The abilities still fire on a cycle. And, you know, you can get upgrades to make that cycle go faster, but they still fire on a cycle, but you have a targeting reticule where you can point some abilities. Some of them are random and shoot wherever, but some of them actually shoot wherever you happen to be pointing, um, when that, uh, cycle clicks over. Um, not only that, but the enemies have targeted attacks. So you'll see red circles on the ground. And you've probably seen this before in other games, but it'll be like a hollow red circle, like an outline, and it'll slowly fill up solid. And when it fills up solid, that's when the effect actually hits. Yeah, I think the first time I saw that was like in WoW or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's very WoW. You know, yeah. just don't step in the uh, the red circles. The lava. Um, so you have to, it, it's a lot more engaging. The moment-to-moment gameplay is a lot more engaging than the original Vampire Survivors. You are not only trying to focus on your character, but you're focusing on your reticule and you're also focusing on the danger zones that you have to get out of. Uh, You kill so many enemies, it spawns a boss, you fight him, more enemies, another boss. The boss fights are really good. There's different kinds. They have different attack patterns. Um, You know, typical vampire survivor stuff with the roguelike, uh, you level up, you can move speed, attack speed, uh, different abilities that you can... um, you can get and you can find the synergies between the the abilities and really find things that that work. I this looks so good, man. It, it is really good. You definitely have to play this. Um, when I was talking to Fastidious after I had played it, I was like, "Man, this game is great." And by the way, I think the golems are completely overpowered. Um, the golems are the this ability you can get that just spawn minions, basically. These things yeah. called golems and they tank for you. Yeah, they they tank. Um, they aggro for you and they also do damage. Uh, and then I was playing with ballistas, which are these things that the, uh, archer has. There's like 14 classes, by the way, that you can unlock But the, the archer, he can spawn these things called ballistas and those seem to be pretty strong. And he was like, no, dude, you got to watch this video. Um, this guy I know pretty much broke the game. Mm. And, um, yeah, this guy like had a build and he was on endless mode and it was just, he could just stand there and just murder everything. And like, he could try don't to tell die. me cause I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. I watched a little bit of it and I was just like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to figure it out for myself. For sure. Um, but then oh, dude, I, was, I was on the brink of buying this. Like I was in my cart and shit. Yeah. And I mean, I you, like, you still could, or you could just play it off of my account, but, yeah, um, but- I don't know. Maybe you want to buy it for yourself because I'll probably be playing more of this, man. I was I was playing it right up until we started podcasting today. Uh, the meta game, the game outside of the yeah. core gameplay loop is really good too. That's a lot more developed. There's all sorts of things like the classes you unlock. There's a blacksmith where you can unlock new starting weapons. There's um, a, your, your typical skill tree where you can just get upgrades that apply to all your classes and all your playthroughs. Uh, and then they have this thing called runes where you, you get achievements and then you can uh, unlock these runes that you can equip. So yeah, it sure it can seem a little grindy if you're just playing to get those upgrades, but the core gameplay is actually a lot of fun. And what I realized at some point while I was playing this is this is I, I'm getting the same satisfaction out of this that I did when I played Diablo, when I was mm-hmm. really into Diablo three. Yeah. Um because Blizzard, you know, Blizzard, they love to make grindy games, but they realized like people really just want to you know, like, I guess theory craft in a way, or just like get better gear and then go in and just do like, see the big numbers pop up and just wipe out tons of mobs and then get like a little bit of upgrades and then upgrading more and then like go in and wipe out even more mobs. Yeah. The tinkering part. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much what this is, but condensed. So you don't have to spend your whole life trying to get those upgrades. It's so much quicker. Um, it, I can tell you right now, I, just by everything you're saying, it's better than Rogue Genesia that I was building up. Based like, on the looks, I kind of assumed it was. I, I think we're really at that next stage where we're going to see some really good um, developments in this vampire survivors-like genre or 
uh, combinations with other genres. And I think the next step, and I'm calling it right now, the next thing we're going to see in this genre, yeah, co-op, dude. Yeah. It's got to be, because I'm playing this, and I'm like, how fun would this be if I could team up with not even just one person, like two or three other people? Like, this would just, I, I don't know. They, they, things get difficult, I know, when you do Melts computers, co-op. too, these games. This one, my computer handled this pretty well. So this is an early access still, and there's so many effects after a while. I mean, you're just raining down chaos everywhere, and things are blowing up, and numbers are popping up. It just becomes too confusing to really understand what's going on. Um, but I was surprised. Like, my computer did not struggle with it. I was playing this on my MacBook Pro and did not have a problem. I want to know why you're not using my uh, coined phrase. I forgot what it was. Oh, it's... It's a vampire survival game. A vampire survival game? Okay, that's yeah. easier yeah. than a vampire survivor's like or clone. Yeah. Yeah, we need to think of something a little short. I mean, I've been here every week saying it, Bobby. <laughs> I don't know how. All right. I haven't been. The, the I, true name is Action Rogue. Like, I was just looking through the Steam tags to see what people were rating them. What did, uh, what's the official, what's word on the street? That isn't yours. Action, no. They call it? I don't know. Yeah, you. Uh, somebody actually named it, and I li- didn't like it, so I'm, I'm sticking with mine. Okay, well, I added Vampire Survival. I've tagged this product, Vampire Survival. Nice. If enough of us people do it, it'll actually show up and become a new tag. I don't know the threshold. But. I am going to start. Uh, I, I really like that idea that you had that last week, and um, I'm just going to go go through my catalog of like last played in order and just review them all. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Something that should melt your computer but doesn't somehow is uh, Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator Two. Um, it had they had their Halloween update, um, so they have three new classes or units. Um, so they brought in werewolves, they brought in ghosts, and they brought in the Juice Man, dude. Can you show the Juice Man? The Juice Man? The Kool-Aid Man? Yeah, they call him the Juice Man for, oh for certain reasons, dude. <laughs> and this guy is ripped, oh dude. Oh, my God. They are so strong. Um, I think I had to put... I, it was some crazy number. Uh, it was like 10,000 uh, of... Oh, what was it? I'm trying to remember. Like, five of them could take down a T-Rex. And if you listen to my... Uh, episode on the T-Rex and how powerful they are. Uh, I couldn't believe that they, they could take them down. But yeah, they're super powerful. They're way more powerful than the werewolves, way more powerful than the ghosts. Um, you know, you see something like this where you have like a million units. I don't like these battles. I think they uh, they take too long. You know, I do like hundreds and, and tens and I have a great time with it. But, you know, there's no wrong way to do it. It's a sandbox. Um, yeah, I'm just going to continue to keep my eye on it. I'll play it every time there's an update. And um, I'm just waiting for the big one. The big one is mod support. Mod support is when you get everything. Uh, people go crazy. Ninja Turtles. fucking. They don't have mod support for this game yet? Not yet, but it's planned. It's on the roadmap. Okay. It's, uh, they delayed it. Because it the first be one did. Yeah, yeah. It takes a while you know, to implement mm-hmm. that. Are these Jedi Knights jumping in the air, or are they being flung by the Kool-Aid Man? They're being flung, most likely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The Kool-Aid Man are just tossing uppercuts. Stronger. Oh, they do back. They do a back kick, too. I don't know if you'll see one here, because Milo was watching. She's like, all they do is punch, and then right when she was saying it, it's <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, the ghosts are the ones that throw those uh, green globules or whatever. But, uh, yeah, man. I like this game. And a new map to uh, Viking uh, Tundra, something like that. Um, I also got into Death Trash. Um, I've talked about this for a while now, and I finally just pulled the trigger and bought it. Um, so this is a... Uh, bio, not, not Bioshock. Uh, System Shock clone, I guess, but most people don't know System Shock. So Wasteland is probably the closest thing closest thing you'll find um wasteland one two three uh but instead of tactical turn base it's uh action 
um, real-time action. So, you know, you have to actually dodge roll and um, fight things. Uh, I've made my typical guy that I make in every single game. If you let me build a guy, I'm going to build a dumb, strong uh, guy that hits things with sticks. I just have the most fun with that. And um, and if it has animal, animal hand, handling, uh, which this game did, I'll usually do that. So um, that's exactly what I built, and I'm having a good time with it. This, The writing and the story is fucking crazy. You know, it's a little... It's a little... Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. What was the one where people live in the vaults? Uh, Fallout? The, Fallout, thank you. A lot of very fallout. You're coming out of a vault kind of thing and going into the wasteland. You got kicked out. And uh, what are you doing? Get out of here. Out. Just comes in here and starts rubbing his butt on the floor. Rude. Um, yeah. The, so it's pixel graphics, uh, but it's beautiful. I, th- I think the, the, it's funny because, like, technically, I guess you could have done this on the NES. And it it would have just been the greatest game of all time, like you say this sometimes, Bobby. Like th- this could have been done, you know. Like it's just pixels, but uh, yeah, I, the story's good, the writing's good, uh, it's humorous, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, if if I had one fault here, I would say that the combat is a little. Mm, I was gonna say like it's it's simplistic, but I'm hitting things with a stick. Obviously, it's going to be simplistic, but you know, you get these mutations, which is kind of Bioshockish. You, uh, you know, you you have like a lightning thing you do out of your left hand. You you hit them with the with your stick. Uh, there's a lot going on here. A lot of and meat's growing everywhere out of the pores of the earth. There's just meat everywhere. That's like the big. Nobody can figure out what it is, or that's that's the that's just one of the strange things that's going on. It's a weird game. But I'm enjoying it, and I will continue to play it. I think I'm not ready for another epic right now. I, I just can't do it. Just coming off of God of War, I need to, I need some dumb stuff, and this is not dumb stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I it's <laughs> talking about stuff that isn't dumb. Uh, the Huberman Lab is a uh, podcast that I uh, just found, and um, I've knocked out like four episodes. Uh, this guy is a professor at stanford he has a doctorate in neuroscience and some other thing i couldn't i I didn't know how to pronounce and um yeah he uh just lays out tons and tons and tons of information um i christian said he's listened to like 20 episodes uh it's good that like i can't seem to find that this guy has an angle or anything. He's not trying to push an agenda that I can tell, which is very hard to find these days. Um, so he just follows the science. He reads the materials that are out there and he presents his case. Uh, the last one that I just listened to was two hours of him telling you that alcohol is really bad for you and why it is and stuff. So uh, I might take it after tonight. I think I might take a little break from it. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, it just breaks everything down, man. Uh, just and it's completely understandable for a big ape like me too. So uh, yeah, digestible, accurate information. Uh, so shout out to them. And what do you got there, Christian? The Game Award nominees. Yeah, so uh, the Game Awards are releasing their nominees list uh, tomorrow in less than 24 hours. So by the time this episode comes out, your 2022 Game Award nominees will be here. Uh, I don't know if you guys, is this something you people look forward to, you know, to see what's what what gets a nomination, what shows up? I'm kind of a little disappointed usually by the games I see, but then again, it's mostly like mainstream stuff, so... Yeah. I mean, being a strictly PC gamer, I, a lot of this stuff doesn't apply to me. And I don't know. I, I've been watching the Game Awards since they were on, what was that, FX? Or uh, what, what was that? When Samuel L. Jackson used to host. Spike TV. Yeah, Spike TV. And they were just like a big joke. And um, then that one guy came in, uh, Jeff Kiley. Jeff, and Jeff Keeley. Yeah. Keeley. Yeah. yeah, and kind of turned it around. That first year was pretty rough when... Uh, it was uh, him and oh that guy that was in um, that Dan Harmon show. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. 
uh, community. He was the lead guy in community. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I've always watched these, but it's just, and I, I think it's great that like a lot of games get recognition, and you know they try to do things like uh, recognize games that are making a contribution, or I can't remember what the actual category is, or recognize indie gaming. Um, and I think it's good for the industry. They got, uh, you know, they bring on all the uh, usual guests and stuff. But as far as like the importance of like, oh, this game won or something, I, I don't care about any of that. And most of the time it's a, it's a console game. And if it's not, it's probably a game that I haven't even played because I just play weird, stupid stuff that nobody else plays. Yeah. Except for Soulstone Survivors and Deep Rock Galactic this week. It's a uh, it's a thing that I'm like mildly interested in. I always like I always watch it after the fact, probably the next day, and kind of in fast forward, skip through all the music and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm interested in what you know, things want. I, I've always they do these up in L.A. and then sometimes I think they were in Vegas. But I've always thought about going to one of these. They do it on a Thursday night though, which is always strange. I don't know when it is this year, but historically it's always been on a Thursday. Tickets are for sale. Yeah, and they're not expensive. And they, it is, they're not sold out. <laughs> it's in 25 days. Let's go, Bobby. Maybe. Do you want to go? Maybe. Let's, let's look into it, dude. Let's, get, let's yeah. get the date and see the price and figure out what it would cost to go. And um, Maybe we'll get press passes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We uh, they do have uh, podcasts on the jury, uh, on the, the jury selection. They have every... Uh, media outlet in in the world like i'm seeing like pretty small media outlets uh on their on their jury list mm-hmm. um which is good to give everyone i mean globally if all these outlets are are yeah. voting well, and even the small ones on what's that they wouldn't dare put us on there uh, let's i just don't know say, dude let's just say we're from mexico dude <laughs> yeah we're 20 minutes away yeah they do and i do like that they get uh, a lot of input from outlets around the world i mean we're seeing turkey south africa it's i feel like in a way that they have learned from the mistakes i don't like to compare movies and video games but sometimes you just have to but i i feel like in a way they've learned a lot from the oscars and are not making the same mistake because um, the Oscars just now are finally starting to acknowledge like foreign film. Like at first they were like, okay, we'll give you your own category and we'll pretend like it's important. Right. But, you know, it, I think when Parasite won best picture that year, that really kind of opened things up and they're trying to diversify the, um, the jury, but the video game awards, I, I think they've, they started that way. It would be, we couldn't even be on the, well, I don't know. Cause we couldn't, we don't, uh, apply to most of the categories you know like uh we would only be able to vote on like the pc game or, or the indie game mm-hmm. you know yeah uh, so i don't know I don't maybe know. they need a wild card like somebody who's just totally uninformed about all the games out there just making and drunk. baseless accusations <laughs> wild opinions <laughs> like, i don't uh. know all right, sign, well, us up, sign, sign us up for next year, Sniper. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll go next year. Um, I'm I'm gonna look at the nominees list and, and see because uh, it, it's always like we always hope the games we work on end up in in this show, but we also work on a lot of uh, indie PC focused type type games. So, mm-hmm. um, and I usually yeah, exactly like you skim through the show and see if anything I recognize is on there. Best strategy game. I'm always like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then they, I don't know. That's like the one you expect. I think last year was like Crusader Kings 3 or something. You're like, ah, yeah, I get it. By the uh, way, you've been on a little bit of a tear, huh? On as far as your business, it seems like a lot of your games are, are reviewed very well and they, uh, they're selling pretty well. I think maybe I'm just talking about it a little, a little more. Um, at first I didn't know if I could talk about it and then I wanted to be really careful about what I talked about. Um, but yeah, I guess we're growing. So that's, that's great. And we are getting kind of some bigger games and some more recognition. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe. Did you talk to, did you talk to your boss about whether, uh, talking about your business on here? Uh, I talked to them about it when I first started started working. Yeah, I said, "Hey, just so you know, I, I kind of do this thing. It's number not one really piece official. of the podcast in the world." Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, that, that's cool, but you just have to, you have to be careful about what, uh, what you talk about, right? Because we wouldn't want your opinions to reflect poorly on like a future client. God forbid they hear me talk about the two or three things I talk about in during the year. But right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. But you're the guy behind the guy, man, and that's who's pulling all the levers. No, nope, no one's switches. back here. I'm just uh... <laughs> uh, okay. Well, with that, we we do have a plug. We have a plug to go over. The plug this week, since we're missing Amanda and beautiful Nicholas, is. Uh, I would like Bobby to say a nice thing about Nick, and I would like Emilio to say a nice thing about Amanda. That's easy for me. (laughs) (laughs) You got got a tall order over there, buddy. Uh, No, no. Um, I think Nick is good at first-person shooters. I think he's a good person to have on your team. Um, Not even just first-person shooters, but I think he's a person that will... um, be quick to understand a game. Cause sometimes I, pl- I play games with people and I'm just like, I- I'm a competitive person. I like to win. I like to succeed. I, I take my gaming too seriously for sure. Definitely. And not everybody's like that. When I group up with people who are drunk, I, n- not even drunk. I was going to say not a nicer way of saying incompetent. Bobby and I start <laughs> off well every single game, but then I'm fucking drunk by the end of it. Uh, no, I mean, we still kill it in TF2. Yeah. But um, like I, a lot I of... I played that game on acid and did well, dude. Oh, I played that game on acid too. Yeah. It was wild. But, oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like he is not somebody I am afraid to go into battle with in a yeah, game. For sure. Yeah. Like I played GTFO with him. Like I don't, I'm not going to play that game with just anybody here. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, it, you know, Amanda brings up depression all the time and, uh, not all the time. Like she's fucking crying about it, but she, she, she battles with it, but I would never ever know, you know, she's such a bubbly, uh, energetic person that you would never ever know. And I don't even know if she's like putting on a good face some of the times or it's just, um, her public disposition, but like it, it almost makes it even more impressive that she's battling this all the time. And then she's always so upbeat and uplifting and she, brings up the energy in the room like DLG con just constantly like, you know, not the center of attention, but like raising attention in the room. Everybody, everybody's elevated because she's around. So that's, that's a great thing. Cool. Well, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, Thank God you didn't say, say it about each other while looking at each other's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the next exercise. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, well, that that was Bobby. You really dug into the depth of your soul to find something nice to say about Nick. I think uh, I think you'll appreciate that. Now we should do and... something mean about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, Christian, you sh- you should have to say something mean about somebody. That's what it should be. Yeah, because you're always uh, so a nice. Canadian. Oh yeah, <laughs> Char- I got mean things to say about all of you now. Just oh. no. that's not the exercise. So. We have merch on our website. Uh, buy it. That That's the plug. How do they get uh, anyways, there? They'll have to. It's a journey. You have to. Fu- we can't tell you. you. You just have to search and do your best. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Deal gave me done it. Deal gave me done it. Oh, God, dude. You're, just, you're giving them cheats. You're taking the fun out of the game. All right. Recycled sub for 51 months. And he says golf. Explanation point. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, man. Yep. He uh, he likes to play that golf game too. Walk about me. Oh yeah, and all right, dude. Like, I don't care your number one uh, fucking uh, donator, motherfucker. He like goes and practices it for hours, and goes and like practices all that he plays by himself, so that when he come back and we all play, and he watches videos on how to putt and all this stuff. This motherfucking guy. And then, you know, it's a casual game. We all just want to play, but he's try-harding. He try-hards us. 
Uh, you ever play mini golf, like real mini golf with someone like that? Who's like, they're like, uh, I don't know. They have like a protractor in their brain and they're like lining up all of their shots. They're putting their club on the field and they're like, Oh, I think I can get this hole in one, but it's like through a windmill and over some fire. No, but recycled like, is that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we got a couple courses around here. Maybe uh DLG con. We all go play some Ooh, real mini golf. That would be fucking amazing. The Liberty yeah. station. My ball is actually a uh, composite of uh, uh, <laughs> carbide. He pays for the ball, but brings like a custom one with yeah. him. <laughs> He's got the case. <laughs> yeah, I'm just picturing like ball. like uh, Tom Cruise from Color of Money. Like he pulls out the case. Did you know that movie is where they got the name Doom for the video game Doom? Because there's a scene in it where like someone's like hey what do you got in the case and like throughout the whole movie he's got like this really expensive pull cue that paul newman gave him mm. and he pulls it out flips up the lid and, lid and he says doom mm. and that's how they got the name doom for the video game hmm. doom good movie um we got some listener questions here first one's coming from Morconius. this one's for emilio what are your thoughts overall on days gone it's a bit of a black sheep in the sony ps4 exclusive lineup because it didn't reach the quality and sales of last of us god of war spider-man etc i played about 25 hours of the game and thought it had some of the best emergent game playing but the story dragged too long um you know i i i can only speak a little bit because i played just a couple of hours on my steam deck and then but um, because I played it on my Steam Deck, it is highlighted on my library every time I open Steam. And when every time I sit down, I'm like, "Ooh, I want to play this," but it's not installed in my on my PC, and I just haven't done it. But I've been wanting to play it more and more. And my Steam Deck time is, you know, it's few and far between when I get to just sit around at work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a fun game. I don't know uh, how many hours did I put in? Ten and a half hours, something like that, originally. So I'm probably around twelve hours now, and um, you know, uh, I th- it's it's interesting because you got the whole biker aspect of of the zombie apocalypse, and it does make sense. They're kind of like these rogues that kind of make up their own rules and they're usually armed and they have motorcycles and they can get around anywhere. And it's an interesting take on the whole, uh, apocalypse. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't speak to the story, honestly. Um, but yeah, I enjoy that game and I think I'm going to be playing more of it pretty soon here. Oh, was it? uh, Didn't he have some other thing? Oh, he's got another question. What's your favorite sandwich? Yeah, uh, it's interesting because, like, overall, my favorite sandwich. um, I don't know. I I I always take everything into consideration, like uh, how easy it is to get price, like uh, all all this stuff. That's why I think that Panda Express is the best country. best restaurant in the country because it's cheap it's delicious and it's everywhere it's like how are you going to beat that and it's instant it's already made like you can't beat it it gets so many points for the other for the other things you know um so just like that the bon me gets a ton of points because it's cheap and here in san diego you can get them everywhere and, uh, yeah, I think they're fucking delicious. They're good for you for the most part. A lot of fresh vegetables in there. God damn. I want to eat one right now. Hmm. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> I've been leaning towards Rubens lately, but I got to say the best sandwich out there when I was in France, the croc monsieur, I had one of those what every it? day. It's like a ham and cheese, and then it's got more cheese on the outside, and it's like, I don't know, fried or something. I don't understand. Whenever I'm trying to describe food, I fail miserably. Do they put it in a press, Bobby? I think they do press it. Okay. Yeah. And I saw, they have these all over at the Boulangeries, and I tried like different variations of it. One of them had like a, a pizza croque monsieur, and I tried that one. Not as good. Just like the original croque monsieur. If you go out there, they're going to ask you chauffe, which means heated, and you say we. Oui. Because you want that shit heated. It's so good. I had at least one of these a day out there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had uh, paninis were really big when I went to France, whatever that was, fucking 20 years ago. And uh, I had one of those every single day, dude. Like, 
you know, the, yeah. it was like salami and cheese pressed down into a bin. Oh my God. So yeah. good. But I'm like, not... that's in France. <laughs> I can't get to it. It might be the best sandwich, but I can't get to it. I don't have any. Uh, when when I was having these, I'm like raving about them when I'm out there. My girlfriend was like, you know, I could learn to cook these. I'm like, it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't man. even try. <laughs> I'll might, stop you right there. <laughs> I might try. I don't know. I, I might learn to cook just so I can make one of these. The best croissant great. I've ever had was in a subway in France. You know, there's just... They make bread differently. Yeah. Anything breaded in, in Europe, but especially France and Italy, is going to be miles ahead the bullshit you get. Unless you're going to like a local baker here, you know, unless you get your yeah. bread kind of fresh, which is possible. Um, yeah. Hmm. All right. Last question from MGamer54. Do you like turn-based tactic games like XCOM 2, Battletech, Wasteland 3, Divinity Original Sin 2, and Jagged Alliance 2? What's your favorite? You must be a new listener, man. <laughs> yeah, we we love these games. We love Welcome games. to the show. Welcome. Yeah. we. Uh, I think we've agreed that it's our favorite form of combat in a game I, that's a kind of a stretch you know cause first person i don't know shoot. man it it's hard for, for me to tell it's like player, flavor yeah. of the month but yeah dude i think it's just like a, a great way to play a game and yeah. divinity original sin 2 i think is one of the all-time great games like ever it's the but, best rpg ever made yeah and the turn-based tactics are great but there's also a lot of story in there too so if you want to get straight to the mechanics of the game um there, there might be some other games that are geared more towards that. And Mechanicus, um, God damn it, Warhammer Mechanicus <laughs> is actually a really good game. And it was free on Epic uh, like a couple weeks ago. I don't think it is anymore. I posted it in our Discord. So you got to be on the Discord. We got a channel there for, for deals. And um, anytime there's like a really good, something really good on Epic, I always post it in there. And yeah, Mechanicus was in there. I played that one start to finish and absolutely loved that game. Yeah. Uh, I Still, Bobby, I, I know there's a bunch of things on Game Pass you want to play. Uh, one more thing is that Gears game. That Gears game was good, man. The, yeah. That's the Gears that's Tactics one, game. It's just called Gears Tactics? Um, I don't know. If we had somebody on the ones and twos... I, I keep forgetting us. about that one. Who, who would, who would be good. there? <laughs> <laughs> no, because that, that game got great reviews... Everyone here on the podcast I played it, loved it. Yeah. And yeah, oh, it's got tactics. mixed reviews recently. I wonder what happened. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I do have to check that one out because I heard it was really good. Uh, the reason, uh, just to refresh everybody, uh, the reason that I really like this one is a lot of times with these games, you can it's like chess. You can just sit there forever and just like think of the best thing. But uh, Gears Tactics always was throwing something at you to keep you moving. You had to keep moving either bombs were coming up behind you or the waves were coming in every two minutes so it was you it were wasn't under real the time but it wasn't like completely turn-based it was like a right. middle ground uh, it was completely turn-based but you were incentivized to take your turns quickly okay because there's negative effects for stalling for taking too long that, yeah, that's what like, i do for D and i feel like it makes the combat it it's it, a part of having fun is like having that rush behind you. I feel like, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, what, what kind of penalties do you incur? Uh, so if I have, uh, I just put a real world timer up and I let them know. I said, Hey everyone, we're entering this encounter. Um, I'm going to start a real world and a real world timer and just know that at periodic things, uh, or periodic times, something will happen. So like one time they're going in a burning building and then like every minute that they spent in that, the building got more burnt. Mm. Um, another time they were at this kind of like boss fight on this ship and every minute that they spent in that fight, uh, the ship was closer to taking off and some things happened on the ship. Like the anchor came up, which changed the battlefield and stuff you, like that. Do you call them layer actions? Like Matt calls them that or is that? No, I, I didn't even know, uh, they had a name. I haven't heard it on D and D before. I just hate how long combat takes in D and D and I feel like, um, no, that's, that's good, one of the man. problems yeah. of the game. That's yeah. great. That's a great move as a DM to modify the game. I thought I, I this is what I thought, dude. Is like you have thirty seconds to take your turn, or you catch an arrow in the shoulder. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought you were. <laughs> On the topic of turn-based tactic games, so one of my million-dollar ideas got plenty of them, folks. I'll give you this one for free. So I can't believe this game hasn't been made yet. I know it. You know well, it. Yeah, it's a turn-based tactics game. 
a Star Wars themed one based on the Bad Batch. Why haven't we seen it yet? It's right there, folks. Come on. Oh, guys, I, I can't believe I didn't fucking talk about this. Oh, should, I, should I leave it for next episode? Well, yeah, fuck. Maybe you should. That's like a great. Now they're going to listen to the next episode, yeah. dude. Come on. Yeah, I guess. Way so. to tease it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Uh, um, okay. Um, I'll do my rundown, I guess. Uh, this is everything we talked about. That Hopefully, uh, it'll jog your memory to go search it up if it sounded cool to you initially. Uh, we have Sonic Frontiers. It's finally a good Sonic game. Walkabout Mini Golf. You got to get it if you play VR. Stargate Timekeepers. Only Christian cares about this. On highlights, we had uh, Deep Rock Galactic. No surprise. Uh, God of War. Even less of a surprise. Metal Hellsinger, which is a uh, you know one of them shoot shoot bang bang dumb dumb uh, games. Ultimate Battle Simulator Two. Uh, go have some fun with some toy soldiers. Uh, Death Trash. Um, it's for certain people, not for others. Uh, Soulstone Survivors. Uh, I think I'll be playing this off of Bobby's account. Uh, the Huberman Lab. Listen to it if you want to get some info in your head. And the Game Award nominees will be announced next week. Uh, speaking for Bobby, a Christian, and myself. Uh, motherfucking Game Award today's. God, so low. <laughs> Uh, we didn't talk about what we're going to play next week. Yeah, but we I, if Nick's back, I'm going to play Phasmophobia with him. I've been waiting on him. Yeah. If anyone else out there wants to play, let me know. Uh, maybe Plague Tale. I know that I, wa- I want to play some short, dumb stuff, but Soul I don't want to miss you it, man. Play Soul Stone Survivors. Yeah, that too. Bye.